0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Thank you, Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for watching over us, Almighty God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 For you are worthy to be praised, Almighty God. Lord, we thank you today, Father. We give you all praise and all glory and honor, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we ask today, Almighty God, that you would go before us again today, Lord, in your word and teach us, Father, what we have missed or what we don't know. Father, we ask, Almighty God, that you lead us and guide us in your word, Father. And we thank you, Father, for helping us to understand your word and utilize it in our lives today and each and every day. Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, in Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay everyone. We are going to start in chapter 6 of Solomon Solomon's Songs. Solomon's Songs, Chapter 6, verse 1st. Whether is thy beloved God, O thou fairest among women, whether thou, whether thou fairest among whether is thy beloved turned aside, that we may seek him with thee. All right, we're going to reread that. Um, this is the church professes her faith in Christ. Okay. Um, so let's start again from verse one, whether is thy beloved gone? O thou fairest among women, whether is thy beloved turned aside that we may seek him with thee? My beloved is gone down into his garden, to the beds of spices, to feed in the gardens, and to gather lilies. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine, he feedeth among the lilies. Thou art beautiful, O my love, as Tertia, commonly as Jerusalem troubled as an army with banners. Turn away thy eyes from me, for they have overcome me. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Gilad. The teeth are as a flock of sheep which go up from the washing, whereof every one breed the twins and there is not one baron among them. as a piece of a pomegranate are thy temples within thy locks. There are threescore queens and fourscore cute uh, concubines and virgins without number. My dove, my undefiled, is but one. She is the only one of her mother. She is the choice one of her that bare her. The daughters saw her and blessed her, yea, the queen and the concubines, and they praised her. Who is she that looketh forth as the morning, fair as the moon, clear as the sun, and troubled as an army with banners. I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruit of the valley and to see whether the vine flourished and the pomegranates budded. Or ever I was aware, my soul made me like the chariots of Amadab. Return, return. O Shumalet, return, return, that we may look upon thee. What will ye see in the Shumelet as it were the company of two armies? Okay, so this is the church professing its faith, (laughs) and this also is him showing his grace unto the church. Okay, our next chapter is seven. Uh, More description of the graces of the church Uh, as she professes her assurances of Christ's love. How beautiful are thy feet with shoes, O prince's daughter! The joints of thy thighs are like jewels, the work of the hands of a cunning workman. The navel is like a round goblet, which wanteth not liquor. Thy belly is like a heap of wheat set about with lilies. Thy two breasts are like two young roses that are twins. Thy neck is as a tower of ivory. Thy eyes like the fish pools in Hishbon by the gate of Bathrobin. Thy nose is a tower of Lebanon which looketh towards Damascus. Thy head upon thee is like camel, and the hair of thy head like purple. The king is head in the galleries. How far and how pleasant art thou, O love, for delights! This thy stature is like to a palm tree, and thy breast to cluster of grapes. I said, I will go up to the palm tree, and I will take hold of the burrows thereof. Now also thy breast shall be as clusters of the vine, and the smell of thy nose like apples, and the roof of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved. The going down sweetly caused the lips of those that are asleep to speak. I am my beloved, and his desire is towards me. Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Let us get up early to the vineyards. Let us see if the vine flourishes, whether the tender grapes appear, and the pomegranates bud forth. There will I give thee my loves. The mantrakes give a smell, and at our gates are all manners of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O oh, my Beloved. Okay. Verse 8, Love of the Church to Christ. The calling of the Gentiles and Christ coming prayed for. Hmm. Okay. Christ coming prayed for. All right, let's get right into this. This is chapter 8 of Ecclesiastes. uh, Sorry. This is chapter 8 of Psalms of Solomon. Sorry about that. Okay, uh, first verse. Oh, that thou wilt as my brother that sucked the breast of my mother, when I should find thee without, I would kiss thee, yea, I should not be despised. I would lend thee and bring thee into my mother's house, Who would instruct me, and I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine, of the juice of my pomegranate? His left hand should be under my head, and his right hand should embrace me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that ye stir not up, nor awake my love, until he please who is this that cometh up from the wilderness leaning upon her beloved i raise thee up under the apple tree there thy mother brought thee forth there she brought thee forth that bare thee set me as a seal upon thy heart as a seal upon thy arm For love is strong as death, jealousy is cruel as the gray. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can the floods drown it. If a man would give all the substance of his house for it, it would utterly be contemned. We have a little sister, and she hath no breasts. What shall we do for our sister in the day when she shall be spoken for? If she be a wall, we will build upon her a palace of silver. If she be a door, we will enclose her with borders of cedar. I am a wall, and my breasts like towers. Then was I in his eyes as one that found favor. Solomon had a vineyard at Balahama. He let out the vineyard unto keepers. Every one for the fruit thereof was to bring a thousand pieces of silver. My vineyard, which is mine, is before me. Thou, O Solomon, must have a thousand, and those that keep the fruit thereof, two hundred. Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the companions hearken to thy voice, cause me to hear it. Make haste, my beloved, and be thou like to a roe or to a young harp upon the mountains of spices. Okay. And that is the end of Psalms of Solomon. We will now be moving into Isaiah, the prophet. Okay? Uh... So, before moving on to Isaiah, I wanted to check some things out. So uh, the reason why I want to check some things out because um, I'm reading captions at the beginning of the Bible, but I also know for myself that uh, Psalms of Solomon was uh, songs of bride and groom. Now, if you turn it as the church and Christ, then yes, uh very poetic the way he said it. Um if you uh use it as a metaphor for a bride and a groom then it's it's similar. It's just um It's a love story. That's how I I can put it to you. Um, the groom in, uh, well, let's go back a little bit. This would be easier to explain. Okay, so, the groom in verse 1. Okay, um... Okay, uh, the bride calls for the king, which would be King Solomon, but, uh, but not to be, like they said, not to be taken literally, but if you were, she calls for her husband. And the, and the whole entire portion is about, uh, the bride speaking to her husband, um, The two of them joining in praise. Uh, The bride is... Okay, so let me go over this. Um, As I said, I have an interpretation of uh, the books of the Bible. And as I'm reading it, I'm talking to you, but I'm also reading this at the same time because I know that uh, Psalms of Solomon is a play on love. Now, whether it's the love of a man and woman, or whether it's the love of the church and Christ, because one's the bride and one's the groom, um, the interpretation uh, says uh, this verse is titled "The Song." Actually, begins in uh, one and two uh, in Song of Songs, the groom and the bride, and the chorus each take turns singing their part, but they do not follow a consistent sequence. Um, It says, at times it's difficult to tell who is singing or giving a line of lyrics. And chapter 1 two to four, uh, the bride calls the groom a king. Of course, this isn't taken literally. Uh, this is the language of love. Okay. Um, and, and then the chorus comes in, the bride's friend enhance her appreciation for the groom by joining in his praise. Um, remember, this is Song of Solomon, <laughs> so it's a song singing. Um, the bride is embraced. Uh, the bri- excuse me. Uh, the bride is em- embarrassed at her dark skin. In contrast to modern standards of beauty, the ancient regard light skin as more attractive. So, as we can see, this has been a long standing issue with mankind. Mm. Okay. Um, that's verse 1 4b. Then the bride sings in. The groom comes in and sings in 1 8 and 11. Uh, The groom is at the same time a rustic shepherd and yet able to give his beloved gold jewelry. Again, however, this is not to be pressed literally. (laughs) The pastoral image and the mention of fine jewelry heighten the sense of joy and love. Um... So it basically just continues to go on and tell about uh, what the psalm is. One and five, the eyes of the dove means that they are tranquil in appearance, her eyes conveying feelings of peacefulness. Um, the bride speaks about the bed is verdant, meaning it, it is lush and luxurious. Um, so it's kind of like a bridegroom night uh the bride talks about herself and the husband and and the man does the grooms does the same thing um for instance, the groom compared to the groom's beloved, all other women are thorns see um The bride sees him like an, as an apple tree, uh, protective and strong. Um, okay, so it goes on and on, and, uh, of course, what me, uh, made me think about it, of course, was the ending of the... <laughs> the ending of Songs of Solomon. So I just wanted to make sure that that translation of what was being said was understood. Songs of Solomon has always been um, bride and groom talking about each other. Uh, lovers uh, can this um, this is like a love story and if you swing it to the church and Christ, it's a love story okay, I don't want to go any further with it, I just wanted to um, establish that fact Okay, we're going to move now into Isaiah. Okay, let's before we start Isaiah, let's get a little history behind Isaiah. And then we will move into Isaiah. Okay. Uh, again, I'm going to be reading this from my uh, one of my reference books. This is Homan's uh, Bible Handbook. For those of you who are interested. Um, according to the book's heading... Isaiah prophesied for about 740 until 700 B.C. Uh, During the reign of King Usurah, Jothan, uh, Azah, Hezariah, I'm sorry, Hezekiah of Judah, Several New Testament passages appear to attribute the entire book to the prophet Isaiah. Uh, However, for various reasons, modern critics, scholars deny much of the book, including uh, chapters 40 through 66 to the 8th century Isaiah. Appealing to differences in style as well as to erotic and even prosthetic uh, preceptive of many sections, this scholar contended that the prophet's message had been supplemented by later Anonymous writers, two of whom have been labeled second and third Isaiah. Hmm. Okay, Uh, certainly the perspective of chapters forty through sixty-six is much later than Isaiah's time, as the many references to the situation of the exile, the naming of Cyrus, of Persia, the exhortation to leaving Babylon, and the description of rude and uninhabited Jerusalem indicate. However, this need not mean that the author of the chapters lived in this latter period. Isaiah could have projected himself into the future and address the exilic situation he knew God's people would eventually experience. Compared to 39 through 57, though such a projection into the future would be unique among the writing prophets, at least, on the scale proposed for Isaiah. It would be constant with one of the major theological themes of the book, latter characters, namely God's ability to predict events long before he actually brings them to pass. Uh, Okay, so Isaiah lived in a uh, montuous times for Israel and Ju- and Jerusalem uh, excuse me, Judah. Uh both nations had experienced prosperity during the first half of the eighth century BC, but not long after the midpoint of the century. The Asians appeared on the horizon. like a dark, ominous storm, cloud. <laughs> and an effect uh, to resist the Asians, the northern kingdom formed a coalition with the Ar- Armenians or Syrians. When Judah refused to join the effect, Ish- uh Israel and Armin attacked, and some of the early characters of the book reflect this background. The Asians' defeat defeated Armin and Israel, reducing the latter to a puppet state. The moral, the moral corporate northern kingdom, was moving headlong towards final judgment. And in 722 B.C., the Aryans conquered Samaria and made Israel an Asian province. Following in the footsteps of the northern kingdom, Judah also rebelled against God's commandments. Uh, Isaiah warned his countrymen to change and The reign of Hezekiah saw a revival of sorts. Hezekiah also resisted the uh, uh, um, Assyrians Uh, in 701 BC. uh, The Assyrians' ruler marched against Judah and besieged Jerusalem. Um, Israel encouraged the king to trust in the Lord who miraculously delivered the city from the Assyrian hordes. However, Isaiah also foresaw the events, exile of Judah and addressed the situation of future generations and that's as far as i'm going to read there's much more but of course we don't want to give all of this away so um as far as um what they said at the beginning about um the book's 40 chapters 40 through 66 being possibly other isaiahs that's strictly um someone else's opinion that's how I put it um being that this man was a prophet and if we know that what God gives to one he gives to others there, there doesn't have to be you don't have to be a major prophet in order to receive what a major prophet receives uh God will give it to you if he feels like you can handle it, or if you ask for it, or if you're in need of it at the time. So it is a great possibility that uh, Isaiah saw far into the future what was going to happen. So I myself don't agree with what they're saying about chapters uh, 40 through 66, but you know, that's my opinion, okay? All right, so let's move on, now that we've discussed that, to Isaiah, okay? All right, Isaiah, complaint of Judah. The vision of Isaiah, the son of of Amos, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Ussurah, Jonathan, Azah and Hezekiah, king of Judah, hear, O heaven, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord hath spoken, and I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The oxen knoweth their owner, and the ass is his master's crib, but Israel doeth not know, my people doeth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people! Laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord, and they have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto an anger, and they are gone away backwards. Why should ye be stricken any more? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart faint. For the sole of the foot, even into the head, there is no soundness in it, but wounds and bruises and purifying sores. Mm. And they have not been closed, neither bound up, neither modified with, neither mollified with ointment. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Now, of course, uh, Isaiah is giving, uh, is giving us his view of what is happening at this time, and uh, how the people. Have rebelled so much against the Lord that um you know they they are um a sicky people, a sickly people, I should say um, okay, verse eight, and the daughters of Zion is left as a cottage in the vineyard as a lodge in the garden of come uh, of I'm sorry it's just what he says and the daughters of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard as a lodge in the garden of cucumbers (laughs) as a besieged city (laughs) Okay. Uh, except the Lord of hosts had left unto us a very small remnant we should have been as Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. So only because the Lord left a small remnant did they uh, survive, because the rest were gone. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, saith the Lord? I am full the burnt offerings of ram and the fat of said beast. And I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he-goats. When he come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to thread my courts? Bring no more vain obligations. Incense is an obligation unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with. It is iniquity, even the solemn meeting. Your new moons and your appointed feast, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me, and I am weary to bear them. And when ye spread forth ye hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash, you make, you clean. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Ceases to do evil. Lean to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widows. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord, though your sins be as scarlet. They shall be as white as snow. Though they be rent like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. But if ye profuse and rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. How is the faithful city become as a harlot? It was full of judgment and righteousness, lodged in it, but now murderers. The silver has become doth, thy wine mixed with water, thy princes are rebellious, and companions of thieves. Every one loveth gifts and followeth after rewards thy judgment not thy thy judgment not the fatherless neither do the cause of the widow come unto them therefore saith the lord the lord of hosts the mighty one of israel ah i will ease i will ease me of my Adversaries and avenge me of my enemies, and I will turn my hand upon thee and purely purge away thy dross and take away all thy ten. And I will restore thy judgment as at the first, and thy counselors as at the beginning, afterwards thou shalt be called the city of righteousness and faithful city. Zion shall be redeemed with judgment and her convert with righteousness. And the destruction of the transgressor and of the sinners shall be together. And they that forsook the Lord shall be consumed For they shall be ashamed of the oaks which ye have desirous, and ye shall be confounded for the gardens that ye have chosen. For ye shall be as an oak whose leaf fadeth, and as a garden that hath no water, and the strong shall be as a tower. And the strong shall be as a toe, sorry, and the maker of it as a spark. And they shall both burn together, and none shall quench them. So, you see, this is kind of a remnant of today. We see this today, and uh, sadly, you know, people don't understand why things are happening the way they're happening in the world. But everything he said here is, you see it before you today. Um, And if man does not get back to his, uh, if man does not turn back, as the Lord has said, if he keeps on the path he's going, uh he's just opening that he's opening that that hole up a little bit more for the adversary to um produce himself uh completely for end time prophecy. Okay, let's move on to chapter two. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let's go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the Lord of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the Lord and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. People, if you don't think that the Lord exists today, come on now. He's speaking in, he's speaking of end times, like literally, uh, Isaiah is literally saying when the Lord establishes himself here on the earth, in other words, the the kingdom is here. This is what people will be doing. They will be going up the mountain to seek God's wisdom. and to learn, and to walk with the Lord. Let's read it again. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the Lord. And the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Okay? And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowsheds and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up swords against nations. Neither shall they learn war any more. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Therefore, thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east and are are soothsayers like the Philistines. And they please themselves in the children of strangers. Now let's read this again to get an understanding. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Okay, he's calling on the house of Jacob. Therefore, thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished from the east. And are soothsayers like the Philistines. And they please themselves in children of strangers. Wow. Their land also is full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of their treasures. Their land is also full of horses. Neither is there any end of their chariots. Their lands also is full of idols. They worship the work of their own hands, that which their own fingers have made. And the mean men boweth, boweth down, and the great man humbleth himself. Therefore, forgive them not. And the mean men Boweth down, and the great man humbleth himself. Therefore, forgive them not. Enter into the rock, and hide thee in the dust, for fear of the Lord, and for the glory of his majesty. Hmm. So, he's basically saying, Power hungry people, okay? Mean people, men of power and wealth, go hide yourself in a rock, be fearful of the Lord. Okay, 12. For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty, and upon every one that is lifted up, and he shall be brought low. And upon all the cedars of Lebanon that are high and lifted up, and upon all the oaks of Bashan, and upon all the high mountains, and upon all the hills that are lifted up, and upon every high tower, and upon every fence wall, and upon all ships of Tarshish, and upon all pleasant pitchers. And the loftiness of men shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. And the idols he shall utterly abolish, of course. So all this webetry, websites, all this stuff, cars, boats, none of that stuff will be here. It'll all be abolished. It'll all be gone. And they shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth for fear of the lord and for the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake troublely the earth in that day a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold which they made each one for himself to worship to the moles and to the bats <laughs> to go into the cliffs of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks for fear of the Lord and for the glory of his majesty. And when he arises to shake terribly the earth, cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils, for wherein is he to be accounted of. So right off the bat, you see, Isaiah is looking into the future and he's telling you the day that the Lord returns, everything is going to cease. All the idols will be destroyed. Everything that you know of will not exist. Even your very breath will he take from you. Okay. All right. So that is beginning of Isaiah. That was verse 1. And two. Okay, everyone, I just want to say thank you for uh, joining us today in this program. And I p- pray that you tune in tomorrow as we continue on into Isaiah chapter three. Um, for those of you who were following us through songs of solomon again i hope that not only do you read it but i hope that you um understand uh what so- uh, what solomon was trying to get across uh for those of you who are married couples you can use psalms of solomon as a guideline to how uh your your love for each other should be because in a way he's showing you through his love for, for, uh, the Lord, uh, how a relationship should be and how you, well, how you should think about each other. Okay. So with that being said, um, we are going to close out in prayer and we will, we will hopefully uh, we will hopefully hear from you tomorrow, <laughs> okay, everyone. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this word. Uh, Father, we ask that you continue to teach us in your word and enlighten us so that we can use this word, Father, in our lives each and every day. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you, we give you all honor and glory. Father, we ask that, that that we learn that we're able to, um, we are able to sh- shine that upon others so they will learn and understand as well. Thank you, Lord, again for all your guidance in this word. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, those of you who would like to contact us, there are two ways you can reach us. Uh, our URL is anchor.fm right slash Linda dash macmillan nine. The other way is our email and that's MacMillion 75 at com. Uh, for those of you who are interested in sponsoring us, or donations, there are two buttons below for that. Uh, Press whichever one you're interested in, and that information will be provided to you, okay? All right, everyone, thank you for joining us. This is Minister MacMillan. Have a blessed day.